0: Hello from ABA Annual Meeting 2017 in New York City. I'm Lawrence Coletti. Brad Bryan, Munger Tolson Olson.
1: Judge Barbara Lynn.
0: Jim Quinn, formerly of While, now by myself. Ted Wells, Paul Weiss, and we're on the road with Legal Talk Network. And we're back. Thank you so much for joining us for our continuing coverage of ABA Annual Meeting here in New York. And I have a prestigious panel joining us fresh off their CLE in the City session. So let me go ahead and cue that up real quick. They presented at a CLE session called Commercial Litigation Track, Winning Commercial Cases at Trial. But before we get into the discussion, I want to go around the table here, get to know you a little bit better. Where do you work? What do you do? So let's start with the judge.
1: I'm Barbara Lynn. I'm the chief judge of the United States District Court for the Northern District of Texas and I'm based in Dallas.
2: Mr. Ryan. Yeah, Brad Bryan. I'm the co-managing partner of Mugger Tolls & Olsen, based in Los Angeles and San Francisco.
3: Mr. Quinn. Jim Quinn. I spent 45 years at uh, Wild Gotchel & Mangies and I'm now out uh, with something called JW Quinn
0: ADR. And last but not least, Mr. Wells.
4: Ted Wells. I am the co-chair of litigation at the law firm of Paul Weiss in New York City, right across the street. Well, thanks so
0: much, everybody, for joining us. I know it's getting a little later in the day, and we have, it uh, looks like we have a, uh, some type of reception behind us, so we'll have to plow on. But uh, wanted to ask about your session one more time with the title uh, CLE in the City series here in New York. What law firm were you uh, presenting at? Uh, Kelly Dry in New York. Okay, great, fantastic. And that, that's been the theme of this year's uh, ABA annual is trying to reach out to the major firms in New York and have some of the CLEs at the, at the firms, which is a great idea. Everybody gets to kind of get a little tour of the city. So it was titled Commercial Litigation Track, Winning Commercial Litigation Cases at Trial. So looking for a volunteer, who wants to give us the 50,000 foot?
1: Well, I will. I think it was really about what works best for trial lawyers, uh, considering strategic issues Uh, looking at it from the point of view of selecting the jury all the way through the closing arguments.
0: Okay, so that's a pretty broad range of topics there. So winning commercial cases at trial, so what were some of the highlights? Uh, Did you guys divide it up into different sections to present, or how did that work?
3: Actually, it was a very effective format because we were not talking heads. We had a moderator, Bob Haig, a New York lawyer, and he uh, asked us questions directly, kept the answers short, and I think the, the audience really appreciated that format.
0: Okay. Now, were some of the uh, specific issues that you were getting into? Jury selection,
2: opening statements, witness examinations, closing summations. I think the highlight was you had, you had lawyers and judges who were themselves trial lawyers and knew how to give the people in the audience practical tips on how to do it.
0: Okay, so uh, in the audience, I don't know if you were uh, getting around, checking out the audience, but primarily trial attorneys sitting in the CLE session, or was it a kind of a mixed bag of attorneys? We don't
1: necessarily know that, but I assume they were lawyers who either want to be trial lawyers or already are. I think there was a pretty good age mix among the attendees, so some people are probably trying to develop skills, others sharpen skills. Okay.
4: It, it was a packed house, and they even had a breakout room where they videotaped it. For those who could not get into the main room. Oh, terrific! So, about how many
2: attorneys were in attendance? I don't know. Because in the room, probably about seventy-five. But Let's then, but then, uh, as Ted said, they had an overflow room. So I, I don't know how many more. But.
3: I think it was well over a hundred who
2: who participated.
3: We're going to find out so we can charge
0: more next time. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. So it was, uh, it was it was an open for audience question or a lawyer questions? I guess audience questions.
1: At the end, there was some time for questions from the audience.
0: Okay, so uh, did everybody get to fill the question? Uh, yeah, yeah, everybody. We, we
2: every. I think everybody it was pretty here. equally distributed. We discussed the questions in advance, so we kind of knew what they, where he was going. But it was very active, and as as Jim said, I don't think anybody spent more than 45 seconds to a minute with any particular answer. So it was fast-moving. Really quick,
0: fast-moving. Oh, wow. Great. So I guess, uh, you know, kind of as a follow-up to that, what was the best question each of you were asked?
1: I appreciated the opportunity I had right at the end in response to a question, uh, how often does the jury get it right to talk about what a wonderful institution it is and how 9.999 times out of 10 they get it right and what a miraculous, wonderful process it is and how supportive we should be of the jury system.
4: I enjoyed talking about opening statements and how jurors tend to make up their minds early, and therefore it's important to give a powerful and comprehensive opening because people thereafter tend to process information based on their perception of uh, how they see the case.
0: Uh, Judge, do you, uh, you agree with that? Do you think juries are making up their minds really early in the case?
1: Well, I think they're open throughout the case, but I think you make a very powerful first impression. So the opening statement is sometimes neglected, and I agree completely with Ted. That's a very important part of the process.
0: How about you, Mr. Quinn?
3: I like the focus on jury selection because uh, if you don't get that right, it doesn't matter what you say, uh, you know, from the opening to the closing. And we talked a little bit about voir dire or, as Judge Lynn would say, voir dire, and uh, I think that that was very useful for the, uh, for the audience.
4: Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with Jim that jury selection is critical, but the problem for those of us who practice in the federal courts is that most federal judges won't give us any voir dire. Judges usually ask the questions, so a lot of times you don't get that much information.
2: You know, in in California where I practice a lot, that's changing a little bit, in in part because many of the federal judges now come from the state court bench where lawyers do get a chance to do voir dire. And I, I agree with Judge Lynn. I think the jury system is spectacular. I think they get it right almost all the time. Uh, And one of the things we talked about is getting credibility with the jury, which means, in part, treating them with respect uh, and acknowledging that they really are doing their jobs.
1: Well, I'd like to extend an invitation to you, Ted, to come on down to Texas, and I'll give you (laughs) Vordire.
4: Well, I I, I appreciate it. I I had a case in front of Judge Kincaid. Unfortunately, he decided he didn't have jurisdiction and bounced me back here to New York. He treated me very well. (laughs)
0: Alright, so my second to last question, I know everyone's got to get going, ABA annual is a very busy occasion, so my second to last question is, part of the reason we're recording these podcasts is to give everyone who wasn't able to attend just sort of a window into what happens at ABA annual. It's an incredible event. I mean, this huge scale, about a thousand educational sessions, there's uh, 50 participating law firms in the CLE, in the uh, city uh, series, and uh, 60 vendors here. Uh, it's just been an amazing uh, what has come together in New York City. and. So So what we wanted to do was, uh, my goal is to get some takeaways. And so knowing that there's a listener out there, probably an attorney that's listening to you right now, what was your takeaway from your session that you would like to leave with the audience? Should we start with your honor?
1: Well, I'll say what I said at the session. I'll talk for a moment about uh, exhibits and demonstratives. I think lawyers don't pay careful attention to the sight lines and the void areas in the courtroom where you can't hear very well. And if you're going to be persuasive with a jury, you need to make sure that your exhibits are big enough, clear enough, and not too busy so that they can be persuasive to a jury.
0: I think that's good practical advice. You know, so I guess uh, you can have the greatest case in the world, but if nobody can hear it or see it, it doesn't do you any good. I guess
2: my takeaway was it just goes back to the importance of the jury system. And I think it's critical to the country, to a democracy. But I think for it to survive, lawyers and judges have to know how to do it. You need to do it briefly. We need to focus on what matters. If you expect people to come in and devote their time, you can't waste their time.
3: Mr. Quinn. I want to echo all of those thoughts as well and one of the things that I mentioned at the session was that the judges and the lawyers that were at the panel all love the jury system and we don't, want it, uh, we don't want to see it go away quickly and particularly for young lawyers To have a system where they can get in the courtroom early and get a sense of the majesty of the courtroom, I think it's it's an important part of America and it shouldn't be lost. Mr. Wells?
4: I mean, at bottom, I think jurors want to get it right. They want to reach a just verdict, and it's the job of the lawyers on both sides to try to make sure that the jurors understand the facts, understand the law, and ultimately render a just and a fair verdict. Thank you so much. My
0: last question, and I I understand that there might be one person who holds out. uh, If our listeners want to follow up with you, ask some questions about what they heard today, how can they find you? This time, I think we'll start with Mr. Brian. Email's
2: the best way with me. Brad.brian, that's B-R-I-A-N at M-T-O dot com.
1: (laughs) Your Honor. Well, if you want to get in touch with me, you can do that if you're a defendant in a criminal case in my court (laughs) or if you file a case in my court. Otherwise, nice to talk to you.
3: Mr. Quinn. <laughs> for me, you can go on my website, jwquinlaw.com, and all the other information is there.
0: All right, Mr. Wells.
4: Ted Wells' uh, website at Paul Weiss.
0: Excellent. Well, we've reached the end of the road for today's episode, but I want to thank our guests for joining us today and also our listeners for tuning in. And if you like what you heard today, please find us and rate us in Apple Podcasts. We'll see you next time for another edition of On the Road with Legal Talk Network. Thanks so much, you guys. Consult a lawyer.